to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. To be honest, a lot of you already know that's Basic Christian Relationships 101. Obviously, you got to go out with someone who has a relationship with God. But I'm talking about an authentic relationship with God. I'm not talking about hanging around the well. I'm not talking about taking selfies around the well. I'm talking about your drinking from the well. Some of you remember the story of the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. She had an issue of blood. She went behind Jesus and touched his garment, and virtue or power went out of Jesus, and the woman got healed. And Jesus stopped and looked around and said, who touched me? And Peter was like, Peter looked at Jesus sideways and was like, everybody's touching you. Well, everybody was touching him, but everybody wasn't receiving anything. Of course, I know everybody probably didn't need healing, but the point was she touched him in a way that she received what she needed. Well, a lot of people may be around the well, but they're not drinking from the well. I'm talking about drinking from the well. I'm talking about having the mindset of the Psalms. I can't remember the scripture right now about the deer. Uh, David or one of the psalmists said, I thirst for you like a deer thirst for water. That's what I'm talking about. Drinking from the well. Going back to uh, John chapter four, Jesus meets a Samaritan woman. And he asked her for a drink. And she said, how can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for water? Because the Jews and the Samaritans, the Jews looked down on the Samaritans. There was a a rift between, they they didn't like each other. You know, it, it, it goes deeper than that. But I really don't have that a lot of time to deal with that right now. But that was not appropriate, kind of. And Jesus told her, if you knew the gift, and if you knew who was talking to you, you will ask of me, and I will give you living water. And the woman said, are you greater than Jacob, who built this well, and we and our ancestors drink from this? This is where I'm going with this. The well, like I said, represents God, but there are other wells as well. A well is a place of supply, a provision, okay? So, as it pertains to relationships, (sighs) people are going about, instead of drinking from God's well as the way to go about relationships, people are going about uh, relationships, the Jacob's well approach. Let me explain. During the conversation Jesus had with this woman, Who's a single, by the way? This woman was single. And what I'm about to say is not just applicable to single women, but everyone who's single that wants to get married. It's not applicable for those that don't care for for it. He told her, go bring your husband. She said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you said, right. You've had five husbands, and the one that you are with now is not your husband. She was honest. Guys, listen, (laughs) if you want to find the right person, you got to be honest. 
You got to be honest. God, I messed up. You know, it's not working. Honesty is the best policy. Nevertheless, she's been in multiple relationships that didn't work. A lot of people are like this woman because during the conversation with Jesus, she talked about, we say we worship here, but you guys say you worship on the mountain. So she knows about worship. Okay. She said, I heard the Messiah is coming. So she knows about God. Okay. So she knows about worship. She knows about where to worship. She knows about God. And she's had failed relationships. Okay. There are singles that know about worship, know where to worship, know about God, but I haven't filled relationships because they're not drinking from the Jesus well, they're drinking from the Jacob well. See, the Jacob well is based on Jacob, the name. Jacob is deceiver, it means supplanter, it means he's a con artist. The Jacob's well approach is you go about relationships trying to manipulate people to have a relationship with you. It's about presenting yourself in a way that is not true of who you are. It's about faking it in the most negative way to make it into a relationship and it doesn't last. So we have people that love God, they know about God, they know about worship, they know where to worship, but their approach is not based on drinking from the well of life, it's based on drinking from Jacob's well. Deception. And they're frustrated and are wondering why things are not working out. The thing about Jacob's well, like Jacob's well will give you plenty of opportunities because guess what? She's had six men. Six men. But it all ended up in frustration. The Jesus well approach, it may take a long time. The Jesus well approach is based on faith. It's based on favor. It's based on trusting God. You may have to wait a while, but that is far better than having multiple relationships that mess you up. Drink from Jesus' well. So when I talk about having an authentic relationship with God, I'm talking about you're drinking from Jesus' well. Because people are coming to Jesus' well with their own water taking selfies near the well. That's not going to cut it. You have to drink from Jesus' well to have a successful relationship. But I went through all that spill to say that the second thing about the right person is that they have a relationship with God. The third thing about the right person is that the right person is humble. The right person is humble. Being humble doesn't mean you can't speak up. It doesn't mean you're timid. It doesn't mean you can't assert yourself. It doesn't mean you can't express yourself. Moses, who I referred to earlier, I believe is in Numbers chapter 12. The Bible says he was the most humble man, not in his family, not in the Israelite community, he said he was the most humble man on the earth. But we know what Moses did. He wasn't a slouch. Moses was the most humble man on the earth. Being humble 
is about others. If somebody asks me, what does it mean to be humble? I'm going to say this. It's not about you. You being expressive and, 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 and being able to express yourself is based on others, not for yourself. You're fighting for others. It's not about you. The best example of humility is Jesus himself. I believe it's in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, talks about how Jesus, being in the form of God, I'm sorry, it says, let this mind be in you, Philippians 2, 6 and 7, let this mind be in you like it was in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men. I think that's the definition of humility. Making yourself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men. Jesus was God. We let me know, a truly humble person knows who they are. They know who they are. They know they are all that, but they act like they're not all that. We let me know that a lot of people who are full of pride are insecure. They feel like they have to impose themselves to be appreciated or noticed. A truly humble person doesn't have to do that. They have nothing to prove. They know who they are. Jesus is our best example. He humbled himself. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. My understanding of a bondservant is a, a bondservant's mindset is whatever you want, I'm going to do it. That's the mindset of a bondservant. Whatever you want, I'm going to do it. Coming in the likeness of men. He came like, you know, relatable. A humble person tries to relate with people, tries to come to their level, to relate with them, to bring them up to their level, to, to, to his or her level. That's true humility. Rebecca was humble. In Genesis 24, when Abraham's servant came to look for a wife, he prayed to God that he's going to ask someone to give him a drink. And the person that gives him the drink and offers to water his camels, let her be the one you have selected or appointed for Isaac before he finished praying. Everybody say before. Before, before he finished praying, Rebecca showed up. And he asked her for a drink. And she said, drink my Lord. By the way, this guy brought 10 camels. And she said, I will offer, I will water your camels as well. All of them. Now, prior to Rebecca showing up, the Bible gave us her profile. She was beautiful. She was a virgin. She was attractive. She was class. When this guy asked her for water, she made herself of no reputation. How many of you know that a lot of times we don't always mix humility with looks? When someone is attractive or influential or um, beautiful, very handsome, we don't always think, oh, this person is a humble person. More often than not, the first, not, the first thought that comes to us is this person might be full of themselves. They have their nose in the air. That's the way we think, because sometimes that's the case. But Rebecca, despite her looks, despite her class, this guy showed up and she humbled herself because it takes humility 
to not only give the guy a drink, to not only call him Lord, you don't know this dude, to water the ten camels. Read the story. She was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, I want to say this. If you've been, been in church for a number of time, for a while, You've heard messages on being single and being in relationships. You've probably heard people talk about serving. You know, you got to serve in ministry, you know, serve because God rewards those that serve and all that kind of stuff. You've heard that before. But I want us to be very cautious about why are we serving? Because Rebecca doesn't know this guy. This guy is a stranger. She doesn't know him. But she served him with all of her heart. That's different from somebody who goes to church and says, okay, I'm supposed to serve and so-and-so is in this ministry. So I'm going to serve in that ministry and maybe they'll notice me and see that I'm a server. And, you know, or a guy says, you know, I know the ladies want a guy who, you know, serves in church because a lot of guys don't do that. And, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to this ministry. I know so-and-so is there. I'm going to serve, help out, you know, be a man, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not true humility. Humility is what Rebecca did. Check this out. Let's go back to the Samaritan woman. Similar story. Abraham's servant approaches Rebecca. Give me a drink. Jesus approached the woman. Give me a drink. Rebecca got married. We never hear that the Samaritan got married. We heard she got saved. Rebecca got married. The Samaritan woman got saved. Don't misunderstand me. Being saved is the most important thing in life. Salvation is the most important thing in life. It is better to be saved and unmarried than be married and not saved. But let me tell you what's even better. For those that want to get married, what's even better is to be saved and to be happily married. You see, this stranger approached Rebecca, give me a drink. She didn't ask any questions, she boom. Gave it to him and watered his camels. Jesus met the Samaritan woman. Which, by the way, is another reinforcement of how humble Jesus is. He is God. He knows the Jews look down on the Samaritans. Not only that, men look down on women. That's why if you read the story, it talks about how the disciples were, were like, Jesus is talking to a woman. Not only was he talking to a woman, but a Samaritan woman. So Jesus humbled himself and asked her for a drink. And she said, you're Jewish. I'm Samaritan. We're not even supposed to be interacting. And Jesus told her, if you knew who it was, if you knew the gift, and if you knew who it was that was asking you for water, you have asked me, and I will, give you, uh, I will have given you living water. You see, Jesus told her that if you knew who I was. But here's the thing with humility. Humility doesn't care who you are. Humility will serve you regardless. We don't hear this woman getting married. 
after all the, after everything, after all the interaction, we still didn't hear that Jesus got a drink. She got excited. When Jesus told her you've had six men, she said, I sense you are a prophet. You know, single Christians that know about God, they know about worship, they know where to worship, they know about the prophetic, but are not married because they're not humble. They are honest, but they're not humble. They are saved, but they're not humble. And don't realize that the reason why they're not married is because they're not humble. Of course, this doesn't apply to all of them. For some of them, it's just a timing thing. It's just a matter of time and God will set them up. But for some, they're like this woman. They got saved, yes, but Jesus still didn't get the drink he asked for. Now, some of us are like, well, Jesus really didn't need a drink. He, you know, he had a different agenda. Yeah, but why did the Bible tell us before that that Jesus was tired? And because he was tired, the disciples went to get him some food. Then he went to get a drink. How many of you know food goes with drink? He really needed a drink. And like what he's been trying to tell us in every part of our lives, when you don't get your way, you still take advantage of it and still minister and do other things. He still didn't get the drink. We never hear the woman got married. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But I will not be surprised. She wasn't married. She still didn't get married despite everything she's been through, despite the opportunity that Jesus presented to her. And there are singles going through that. They know about worship. They know about God. They know about where to worship. They know about the prophetic. They, oh, they love the prophetic. Still not married, not understanding that a lack of humility has something to do with that. Because God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. How many of you know you need grace? To have a marriage and to maintain it. Humility is so critical, y'all. It takes humility to say, I'm sorry. It takes humility to say, you're right and I'm wrong. It takes humility to say, it's my fault. It takes humility to say, I'm, uh, uh, please forgive me. Humility is very crucial because it draws God's grace or favor. The third thing about the right person is they're humble. Number one, they're a helper. Number two, they have a relationship with God. Number three, they are humble. Number four, they are faithful. The right person is faithful. In the story of Rebecca, when Abraham's servant went to look for a wife for Isaac, he came to the well, he prayed, God, I'm by the well where the daughters of men or women are coming to the well. The lady that I approach, ask her to give me water. If she gives me a drink and she offers to water the camels, let her be the one that you have appointed, some translations say selected, some translations he chose for Isaac. And before he finished praying, Rebecca showed up. Then Rebecca, he asked Rebecca for a drink. Rebecca said, my Lord, drink, and I'll water your camels. Then she did everything. Then something strange happened in uh, 
Genesis 24, verse 21. The Bible says, without a word, everybody say without a word. He watched her to see if God had made his journey successful. I'm like scratching my head. Are you kidding me? Really? You prayed that the lady you asked for water and she obliges and she offers to give you, to, she offers to water your camels, let her be the one. And before you finish praying, she did exactly that. What are you waiting for? What are, why are you asking, did God make my, did God make my, uh, make my journey successful? It's successful. You already prayed. She showed up. What are you waiting for? Then I thought about it. I was like, wow. Wow. No wonder a lot of single adults make poor choices in relationships. A lot of single Christians, a lot of people have prayed to God, God, give me a godly man, give me a godly woman. And maybe not immediately before their prayers were, and that may be the case in some cases, before they finish praying. But the point is, it wasn't long after that, some dude showed up, hey, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Some girl shows up, and unlike this guy who without a word watched her to see if she was going to do the stuff she said she was going to do, a lot of us begin to plan the wedding. <laughs> plan the outfit. Spread the word on social media. Slow down. The Bible says without a word. He watched her. Didn't say nothing. He watched her. Listen, before you jump out and start telling everybody that, oh, you, you and so-and-so are in a relationship. Calm down. Relax. Have a Coke and a smile. Chill. Watch the person. Watch the person. The Bible says, after she watered all the camels. I mean, dude, she watered two of them. Come out and say something. He didn't say nothing. He just watched. Until she watered the tenth camel. Then he brought out the rings and told her, what he was really looking for. A lot of us don't do that. Somebody falls down from the sky. We're like, oh, Jesus. Woo. I found him. Slow down. Watch the person. Are they who they say they are? Rebecca was who she said she was. A faithful person does what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it, how they're supposed to do it, whether other people do it or not. That's a faithful person. If you find a faithful person before you get married, more often than not, the person will be faithful when you are married. The fourth characteristic of the right person is they are faithful, like Rebecca was. The man said, the daughters of men, some translations say women, plural, are coming to the well. But it appears that at the time, only one woman showed up. And she got the blessing. A faithful person shows up. Faithful person shows up when they're supposed to show up. They don't wait for other people to show up. You don't want to do it? That's okay. I need to do it because God wants me to do this. This is the right thing to do. 
I know you're feeling tired, you don't feel like doing it, you don't want to do it, it's not cool, it's not popular, but this is the word, I'm going to do it. That's a faithful person. So the right person is a helper, number one. Right person has a relationship with God, right person is humble, and the right person is faithful. The right person is faithful. I have shared a whole bunch of these things and other stuff in my book, While You Were Single, which is in the back. And for those watching, you can go to While You Were Single page or uh, Amazon, whatever the case may be, to get the book While You Were Single. All the same, thank you all for your time tonight. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed. Thank you.